This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. And I'm searching for people with lots of integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Jennifer Cochran. Is that right, Jennifer? Cochran, yep. Cochran, okay, sorry, yep. Cochran. That's all right. Who is the uh, author, author of her book, The Alignment, Move from Internal Chaos to Clarity. Jennifer is a writer, seasoned counselor, and trained energy healer. She has worked with hundreds of clients to promote personal growth, healthier relationship skills, and a belief in self. Well, I could probably use some of that, Jennifer. Just to <laughs> <laughs> It's an uh, ongoing process. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's great to have you today. And um, let me uh, start off with... Uh, I'm, I saw one item that says you are trained in EFT tapping. Yes. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> well, I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, EFT, EFT tapping is an offshoot, if you will, of uh, acupuncture, which is uh, moving the flow of energy in the internal meridian system in the human body. Well, it can be animals too. They do acupuncture on animals, um, blocked energy. So they insert needles in very specific areas and that unblocks the energy. Then if you move past acupuncture, you get to acupressure, which is just touching those spots, like with a finger or thumb. Um, and EFT tapping is, tapping on very specific energy spots or these these meridian areas that as you bring up uh, a negative or I hate to call them negative emotions but an uncomfortable emotion something that's causing you distress you bring that emotion up and you tap on these acupressure points and it it just moves the block it it it's like moving the clouds out of a, a cloudy sky, knowing that you're going to get to the blue sky behind it. Those, those blocks are, they just cause so much uh, discomfort and upset for people, a lot of stress. And it's, it's a really lovely technique because you can get into deep, deep issues in a therapy office, but you can also use that technique on your own wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to really encourage my clients to get comfortable with the technique so that they can use it whenever they need it. Well, that's very useful. And it's something mm -hmm. that even I would be interested in. Um, yeah, I personally, I think everybody should learn it probably from, you know, like the age of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you, let, let me ask you this. How do we... In, in 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 knowing we'll get into other things like this as we talk, how do we deal with the let's call it survival survival mode? Mm. And 
you know, we've all been in survival mode now for about uh, what, six months, seven months. And well, many people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending, depending on your, your belief system, I guess. I mean, my husband and I were talking about this the other day. Um, we, we're not really in survival mode because our lives, weirdly enough, they really haven't changed that much. Um, you know, we've, we've had to make some adjustments just like everybody else. Uh, he works in, in the correctional system. And so he was considered essential from the beginning. Um, inmates generally don't take care of themselves all that well. So he, he kept going to work. Um, and my clients still wanted to work on what was going on with them. So I continued to work. Um, not in the office for several months, but, you know, so that was the adjustment I had to make, um, was learning to do telehealth and, you know, phone calls as opposed to sitting right. in the office face-to-face. Yeah. Right. The virtual part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, I have but that a, really uh, was, that really was a perspective that, that we took on this, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh no, the world is crashing around us. Um it it really wasn't crashing around us <laughs> well some some people will you know are the the types that you know they'll run around saying the sky is falling absolutely uh, and so it and, will and, be and, and yeah and most most people mm-hmm. aren't but you have those that that do and of course they they kind of spread it unknowingly to anybody they talk to about it yes exactly which is why i totally believe in a personal system of alignment. Um, and, the, and the way I describe it in my book is, is really pretty simple. I mean, it's very simple, really. Um, we've got this wonderful human system where we have our thoughts and we have uh, our ability to express those thoughts through communication. We have our emotions, our feelings, and then we have our actions, what we do about those things. And when we can line those up, not in every single area all at once, but from area to area, you know, it might be something that you do as a daily practice um, based on a conversation or based on something you heard on the news or based on a, I don't know, a pandemic, you know. (laughs) Um, Right. But getting clear about where you are at within yourself rather than listening to all this stuff outside of you that may not really have any truth to you at all or very little. Hmm. Hmm. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit of what, uh, of what is, is being aligned? Hmm. So I think what's being aligned is our internal system. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that I'm I'm thinking a lot about this, you know, this COVID situation because maybe I'm watching the news and I'm hearing all these different stories. And so then I'm talking about it with, you know, everybody that I know that we've got this situation and we don't know what we're going to do about it. If we go back to March, you know, that was kind of the conversation. And mm-hmm we're not supposed to go to work and we're supposed to stay home and we're not supposed to see our friends and we're supposed to, you know, wear masks and 
Um, so then I, so I'm thinking it, I'm talking it. So far, those two are lining up, right? That that we should be very, very afraid. Um, however, if I move down to my feelings about it, I'm not personally getting sick. I don't know anyone that's getting sick. I don't see it happening in my surroundings. And so my feelings are, wow, I wonder why everybody's so freaked out about this. I I feel pretty calm. I don't I don't feel frightened. I don't feel like I'm in survival mode. So then the actions that I take, so so the first two were lined up. But then I get to the third one and it's not lined up at all with the first two. So then I have to, then I personally, this is what I do. I have to see how I can line those up. Maybe I do need to change how I'm talking about it. Maybe I do need to change what I'm thinking. Maybe I need to stop watching the news. That might be the action that I take. <laughs> no, I agree with that. It's it's part of our household, is, of course, having the news, but you know, not having too much of the news. Right. Um, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on and it makes things seem worse and worse and worse. Um, well, and and personal alignment has to do with how I want to live my life, how I want to uh, create my reality. If I'm listening to everything outside of me, that may be somebody else's reality. That may be somebody else's story. And I have a choice. Do I want to take that in and make it my story? Or do I want to say, you know, that's not actually my experience. That's not what's happening to me. I understand it's happening to you, and you're very frightened about it, but I don't have to take that in. I picture, I picture like, a, like this filter around me where I get to decide what comes in and what doesn't. That's a pretty good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it does it, it sounds like it uh, sometimes though, i guess it's difficult for me anyway to to readily identify what what it might mm-hmm. be is what it might be until maybe a little later on after thinking about it then i'll come in touch with what i think it is right um, right are there are there various steps in in Getting a lot in aligning yourself. Are there mm-hmm. certain steps that you take in order to like awareness? You were saying earlier, I think. Yeah, I have I have three concepts that that I think work really really well to to help get a get me and others there. Um, it just happens that they they start with the letters A, B, and C. I mean, it just very coincidental. Um, okay. The first the first one is accountability. So I decide what am I accountable for and who am I accountable to? That, that's an exercise all in itself. Um, I, here, here's, here's how I, I work. Um, I have this very imaginative, creative mind, and so I see everything in pictures. When I started thinking about these concepts, I pictured everybody walking around with like a tea tray. Um, like a, you know, a silver tray that would hold their stuff. And they're holding this tray out in front of them. And that tray to me represents what is mine? What is mine to take care of in the world? 
So if something is on my tray, or I imagine that it's on my tray, it should be something that I'm dealing with every day, like my own health. That's on my tray. That's nobody else's job to take care of my health um, at this point in my life. <laughs> um, my, my cat. You know, like no one else is going to take care of my cat. I know it. She knows it. I get home at the end of the day. She starts meowing at me because she knows that I am in charge of getting her her dinner. Um, some people like to put their children on their tray. And I'm not talking about little tiny children. I mean, like, for a lifetime. You know, well, those are my children. You know, I have to take care of them, but they're 28 years old, right? It's like, mm -hmm. at that point, they do not belong on your tray. <laughs> like, Way before that, they didn't belong on your tray. So, so there are things that we, if we really take a deeper look at that, that begins the clarifying process. Oh, wow, why am I doing that? That's not even mine. Right? Like worrying about somebody else's finances. Like, right. I mean, you're not going to be able to do anything about that. So what's it doing right. on your tray? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Why take that on? Exactly. So that's accountability. And it and it can show up in lots of different areas, right? We've got personal accountability. We've got accountability in our social setting, maybe at our job, right? So it can it can show up in a couple of different areas. And it can be very helpful to do that exercise um, in the different areas. You know, like imagine your tray at work. What are you taking on that isn't actually part of your job? Um, I've had lots of people do that exercise, and it was very, very helpful. They understood why they were so frustrated and stressed out at work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so second, the second part of that is once we understand and have, have a pretty good working awareness of what we're accountable for, then you move into the B, which is boundaries. Because in order to get something off your tray or not to put it on there in the first place, you need to be able to set a healthy boundary, which says, no, thank you. That's not mine. It doesn't belong on my tray. <laughs> or, hey, I've noticed this thing on my tray that isn't actually mine. I'd like for you to take it back. And I think it's yours, so get, get, take it away in a hurry. <laughs> exactly. And please get it off now. Usually the way things get on our tray is either because we don't know any better or we don't like to set boundaries. We don't like to say no because we think it's going to hurt someone's feelings or they're not going to like us or, you know, we're going to see ourselves as like this mean person. Right. Boundaries, boundaries can be very respectful and very kind. Of course. With some practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a family where nobody had any boundaries. Um, and so I didn't learn boundaries until I became a mental health professional and I was close to 40. So you can imagine what my life looked like before that. Um, <laughs> it was a pretty big mess. Because I felt like I would break down and, and have a complete emotional meltdown if I had to say no. It was just like mm -hmm. the worst thing ever. So mm -hmm. my four children, 
You think they? You think he knew how to play mom? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. So then I learned how to set boundaries, and they were mad at me for a really long time. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't like the new rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought they were well, running another plan. To manipulate you? Why can't we do that anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So we, we learn what we're accountable for, pretty much, new stuff all the time, and we learn to set appropriate boundaries, which are like fences, right? What goes in my fence, mm-hmm. what doesn't go in my fence, and then we gain some confidence in expressing that and communicating that. That's the C. What I've noticed is people try to communicate before they've figured out the first two. And and it makes for a really messy conversation. <laughs> well, give me an example. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's so many. But one of my favorites um, is my son, who's my second my second oldest, um, had gotten married. He and his wife waited I don't know four or five years before they started a family. They had their first child, and Everybody was just so excited. He was so excited. And they had decided that they were going to follow this particular parenting style, which uh, you take your newborn home. They had had their, their baby at the hospital, so they take their new baby home. They put her in her own crib, in her own room, with a baby monitor, and she has to sleep when they put her to sleep. And she doesn't get to wake up until they're ready to wake her up. I mean, it was the strangest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> well, yeah. How, how does that work? I don't see any of that working. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the premise behind this parenting uh, teaching was that you want to you want to teach your child how to live the way you live, very you know scheduled and organized. That that was supposed to be good for the baby, and that was in complete uh, complete whatever the word is, uh, against everything I had ever learned as a parent. They didn't go together at all. So I went over to his house. Baby was, I don't know, five days old. And I'm listening to her crying on this, on this baby monitor. And I was starting to feel, like, really upset. I could, I could feel the anxiety, in the, and I couldn't understand why they weren't responding. And then they told me what they were doing. And I said, oh, oh, wow, I, I, I have to go now. <laughs> and I left, and I didn't come back for two weeks. And during that two weeks, I was working on trying to get myself aligned so that I didn't have to write my family out of my life. <laughs> wow. It, yeah. But and did they so, listen? Well, it, it, it almost didn't matter whether they listened or not to me. What mattered to me was that I got really clear. Accountability, is that my child to raise? No, it is not. Uh, Do I love my son and my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter? Absolutely. But it's not my job to tell them how to parent. They're not asking for my advice. Uh, And number three, I was trying to determine if I had if I had somehow missed missed the mark raising my son. Like, 
did he not understand anything I taught him? Like, what happened to him? What's wrong with him? You know, I was, I was feeling like I had messed up, right, as a parent. And I realized, no, I didn't. I taught him to be independent and think for himself. Okay, that's what he's attempting to do right now. So, like I say, it took me several weeks to to really think this through and really pull up how I was feeling about what was happening. Not just angry. I was feeling a lot of other things. And at the end of two weeks, I called and said, can I come over and talk to you guys? And thankfully, they said yes, and I did. And I told them pretty much what I just told you. I I love you. I respect you. I, just like I got to raise my children the way I want, I want you guys to have that same experience. And I know what I know about how babies build trust. Because I've been a counselor for a long time. I've been a parent. I've been a parenting instructor. And when she cries and you don't answer, that that creates some issues. I said, I just really want you to think about that. You know, it, this is for you to decide. And my, my, my son told me that when the baby cried and they weren't able to go get it, his heart was hurting. And I said, oh, well, that's actually really good information. I said, when your heart is hurting, it means that you're supposed to respond. So maybe you want to tune into that. And they began to make some changes. Good. Yeah. I'm, but it wasn't I'm, me just I'm going so- and screaming at them. You know, what's wrong See with that? you people? What are you, stupid? You know, it's like. That's, hey, that's me. <laughs> well, that, that was me for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's That's how I would react. Exactly. <laughs> But right. I wouldn't take two just weeks. Just because we're feeling that way doesn't mean we need to communicate that. You know, with right? a lack of what? Yeah, what hit me with on the lack of communication was that you know it creates it it has to create some a void, mm-hmm. um, in, in an inexplicable void uh, yep. to the child to the baby. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And 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 so that's. Like, I couldn't put that story in my book because it was so close to home and I didn't want to hurt anybody. But I I have shared it, you know, with, with like, audiences on radio because they don't know who I am or who the other people are and um, unless they know me. (laughs) But, I mean, she's she's now eight years old. She's a lovely human being, my granddaughter. Oh, Um, great. And they've had more children. And I've also watched the changes. I've watched them uh, kind of um, modify, if you will, Mm -hmm. how they want to, you know, communicate that their household has, has some rules and some guidelines, but they're not so inflexible, you know, as they were initially. Well, in the ABC, I get boundaries. That's an easy one for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And someone by the name of Nancy Reagan, she had a famous saying. Yeah. J- just say no. <laughs> oh, if it were only that simple. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah. it's a start. It's it a is. start. It is. And of course, then then it was about drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Once upon a time. I know. Once upon a time. I know. And if and if people didn't see no as such a bad word. It it would seem like, you know, that like you said, it's a it's a great place to start. 
I cannot tell you. I don't I don't know if this is true. I've seen a lot more women in counseling than I have men. Women really struggle with saying no. I mean like they really struggle with that. And and getting to the place where they recognize the harm that it is creating, not just to themselves, but to the people around them, that's really the work that ends up getting done. Right. Going right. back to right. the search for integrity. Right. If if yes. you are saying yes and you mean no, you are not in integrity. <laughs> You're right. People don't yes. know. They don't know what you mean. Well, you're saying yes, but it kind of looks like you want to say no. Which is it? <laughs> I remember a scene out of a movie, Super Marx Brothers movie, and Groucho was swindling some people <laughs> and, and giving a speech. And he paused to make his conclusion, and he says, "Are you going to you going to uh, believe me, or are you going to believe your own two eyes?" Hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. And you know, some some people think about that, and they get the idea. Yeah. Well, I guess it, my eyes are better than what he's thinking. Uh huh. And not only are they better, but our own senses are are honed into who we are. Right. Like we're born with that, you know, yeah, it right. grows and develops over time, but it we are each unique in that way. We have our own way of being in the world. I think that's where intuition comes in. You learn it and and, and, and you let it serve you is what you do, your own intuition. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's and it, built it isn't one size lot. fits all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh boy. Hmm. Well, I need to know. My listeners need to know, rather, where where can they find you and your book? Well, they can find me at jennifercochran.com, and last name is spelled C-O-C-H-E-R-N, which is why it's confusing as to how to say it. Um, Jennifer has two N's. And the book is very easily found either at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Okay. Soft cover, That's hard good. cover, an ebook. And I haven't mm -hmm. made an audible uh, book yet, although I have had a lot of requests because people like to listen to stuff while they're, you know, driving or gardening or something. Right. right. <laughs> well, you would be the ideal author to do that because uh, the uh, <laughs> your your ability to to be the you're, you're the narrator. That's right. And you don't and have I to know hire anybody stories forward and backwards. Yep. Good. <laughs> well, I, th I think I'm going to go buy your book. Great. At least tap it into my laptop and have them deliver. Wonderful. I hope everyone does. It, at the very end of the book, I say something like, uh, you know, th this is this is the world that that I enjoy living in. I hope you'll join me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. That gives them hope right away. There's hope. Yeah. And my next project is uh, working. I've been working on a, a children's book because I, I know that it's really simple. Kids get this concept very, very quickly. It, it isn't difficult at all because they don't have years and years of underlying beliefs that get in their way. Mm -hmm. um, and I and I thought too. Oh, if I write a children's book, parents are going to be reading it to them. Oh, what a good idea! <laughs> They'll get it together. Yeah. 
Well, it's been good having you on the show today, Jennifer. I'm, I'm really thank glad you. that uh, you were able to have the time for us. Yeah. And um, I want to thank you. And then also to thank my listeners for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all. <laughs>